0: We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she'll choose life. But they can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside them. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word.
1: Welcome to Exploring the Word. Alex and Bert here. We have a very special show today. Glad you tuned in. And uh, Bert. Today the whole wide world is talking about Valentines and love. But 1 John chapter 4 says God is love. And um you know isn't it a blessing that people are searching, people are speculating, but in the scriptures we have the true source of love and the real genuine love, the love of the Lord Jesus, and it's available to all who will respond to him.
0: Amen, Alex good word and it is. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. John 3:16. The the gospel in the nutshell, the love of God, and it continues today in 2024. Speaking of love, one of the groups of people that we should show love to are those Christians that are really suffering for the Lord, being persecuted. Now, I know it's uncomfortable here in America right now to be a Christian, to be honest. And I know some Christians that are suffering some. But yet we have brothers and sisters all over the world that are in severe persecution. And in 2015, something took place with 21 Egyptian uh, Christians when they were beheaded, and it set the world on edge. And since that day, uh, Afr has started a program called the Orange Letter Campaign. And to tell us about it today, we have a former uh, exploring the word uh, uh, team members. Yeah, team members. Yeah, Yeah, that's with us, and it's Sidra Sartine.
2: I guess you never thought I'd be back, what did
0: you? Oh man, we thought we got rid of you, but anyway, here you are, coming. Bad pen? No, no, we love Cedar. God bless is It's so
1: good to see you. You know, yes, fourteen years ago when exploring the Word was just getting started, you were helping produce this show, weren't you?
2: I was. Yes, I was on the board, and I've also been your call screener before.
1: Yeah. Amen. We appreciate you so much, and it's
0: good to have you on today, sister
2: it's good to be here
0: tell us about the orange letter campaign and how people can participate by the way before i got on i got online and sent my message
2: i'm glad i don't have to remind you to do that. i'm glad now, you, Alex, I'm, I'm glad i'm gonna put you on the spot <laughs> okay where did you write your letter yet
1: not yet i have in years past but <laughs> i've got to do that maybe oh. even today
2: Well, it is a really simple process for the listeners to join in. If you go to AFR.net slash OLC, and it should be on the front page even, so if you can't remember that, go to AFR.net and you'll be able to find it. And there will be a form that you can fill out, really straightforward, and put your letter in and hit submit, and we will take those letters and give those to our friends at Global Outreach International, and they're a ministry with people on the ground all over the world, and so we'll give those letters to them, and they'll make sure they get to our sisters and brothers in Russia, and so what we're looking for is just words of encouragement and prayer. And if you're like me, I'm better talking than I am on paper. I'm not really great. Words on paper are not my thing. <laughs>
0: Some people that's, like Alex McFarlane can yeah, do both. That's, that's you know? Yeah, and that's not yeah. me. I know,
2: Alex, I know you've written a book for everything, but I, I, I'm not good with <laughs> words on paper. And so I may not know what to say, but you don't have to write – an eloquent speech just words that say four
0: sentences is good
2: just say I love you and I'm praying for you yeah uh, mm-hmm. put some scriptures that have helped you through hard times it's as simple as that and you hit submit and then those letters come to us and we get them to our friends at global and they make sure they get to Russia
0: Alex global outreach international is a great ministry matter of fact its headquarters is right here and outside of Tupelo just down, Mississippi. The road. Yeah, yeah, down the road and, and I'm going to brag on Tupelo right now. It's it's my home, been my home now for about 40 years. And I was just raised 20-something miles north of here. So Tupelo's always been a part of my life. What a place it is. You have AFR, AFA, you have Global Outreach, you have New Beginnings. Eight just Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope. Yeah. Just so yeah. many and some great churches. And so uh, Tupelo's I'm, I'm just bragging on it some yeah. here but and we have to
2: thank our AFR listeners for that because yeah. they when they hear the call to action the call to help and to be the hands and feet of Jesus they respond in droves and we really appreciate that so the
0: orange Amen. letter campaign Alex do you remember that video of those 21 croptic Christians being beheaded? Oh, it was tragic. It, and, it was, and everybody
2: and, remembers them being on that beach, and they and they had an orange jumpsuits on, and it just—I think that was burned in our minds. And we saw that, and we thought, "What can we do? What can we do?" And you may not be able to travel there, so Afr uh, has worked with ministries to try to give the listeners an opportunity to reach out
1: yes well um this is a great thing and i know what an encouragement a letter can be or a message and so cedra tell people again how they can just to say uh you know i'm an american christian we're praying for you we care about you uh a a word of encouragement maybe even a an encouraging scripture verse cedra again how can people do this
2: go to afr.net slash olc and when you submit your letter uh, you will actually also receive in the mail uh, a little token of our appreciation, and with that, there'll be a magnet, some stickers, things that you can put around on places that you can see. And when you see that, that's like a reminder. A reminder. Yeah, and you and when you see that, you'll see that orange letter magnet on your fridge one day, and you're gonna it, it's gonna come like I need to stop and pray right now.
0: When we started this uh, years ago, uh, there's a lot of us that went out and and purchased orange shirts. Yep. And for that week, we wore orange shirts. And uh, I still got mine, You still have Sidra. yours. you yeah, still, I still wear got it? it? Once in a while, I wear orange. is Not my best color. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I know. But anyway. Yeah. But, Cedra, thank you, lady. Thank you so much for having me me back. Let me just say this. How about the program you help on the weekends? Tell
2: us about that. Oh, yes. Also, I co-host with uh, my friend Jordan Shambly, which everybody knows around here. He writes for The Stand Magazine. And uh, we do a show every Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. And it's called Share Truth, Apply Scripture. You can find it on AFR.net. So tune in to listen.
0: You know, have you noticed just about everything we do at AFA, AFR, is connected with Scripture, Alex? (laughs) <laughs> Praise God! I think that's part of the reason the Lord is blessing it. I agree.
2: And you know,
1: you mentioned Tupelo. That—that's true. The, the hand of God is on that city. You know, there there are certain places around the country where God just really seems to be at work, and there's so many ministries that uh, emanate from Tupelo. And I think it—I would say it probably began, didn't it, Bert, with Don Wildman uh many years ago starting
0: afa it did but um, it's exciting to be a part of it isn't it it is and one more thing blue mountain college uh blue mountain christian university is not far away is it alex
1: well it's funny i was just on the phone uh several hours back i was with uh, dr ronald meeks and i have the privilege and my goodness what an honor it is i will be there monday and tuesday both days beginning at ten a.m. to speak on Christianity and America. They've got a special series of lectures, and I'm told that the public can attend. You know, just uh, when you get to the campus, there's an entrance. Just check in, and then there is on Monday uh, after I speak a pastor's lunch, and I'll be speaking at that too. And so, if you call Blue Mountain Christian University, I'm sure you can get complete info. But, um, Bert, I know you're an alumnus. And um, Dr. Barbara McMillan is the president, doing an amazing job. But if anybody wants to be there, Monday the 19th and Tuesday the 20th, I'd love to meet you while I have the privilege of speaking at Blue Mountain Christian University. Well, let me tell you something.
0: Cedric Sartain attended there as well.
2: I sure did. She oh, learned. Praise <laughs> God. Yeah
0: listen she she is and we appreciate it. Yeah a long time ago. Cedra thank you.
2: Thank you for having me on.
0: And appreciate Sister, you. We know. appreciate you dear one.
2: Well thank you for having me back and I look forward to the next time I get to hang out with you guys. See
0: she's exploring <laughs> the word alumni. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Well Alex let's dig in. We don't we have about five minutes and we want to introduce this. We're in Judges in chapter 7, and we left off yesterday with Gideon's army going from 32,000 to begin with. Then we found out it got down all the way to 10,000, and then it got down to 300. Can you really do anything with 300 men? (laughs) Well, uh, little is
1: much when God is in it. Isn't that something? You know, I think about the great uh, leader Martin Luther many years ago that he would pray for three hours every morning, and uh, he said, I had so much to do today, I had better pray at least three hours. And now we might think, let's you know, truncate and cut it down, but here's the thing, victory has got to be by the way God defines it. Isn't that right? Um, and, of course, Gideon got down to 300 men and uh, defeated the Midianites, Bert, um, I I really think in the life of every Christian, and certainly in the life of Christian leaders and pastors, there's got to be this uh, kadesh barnea, you might say, where you step across the river and you trust, you trust what
0: God says to do about the situation. You do now. Let's talk about this: the three hundred men and their weapons. Let me see. If I were going, I'd have a bow and arrow. I'd have a knife. I'd have a shield, I'd have a sword, but let me see what God told them to do. Was it a trumpet, a pitcher, and a torch? I know.
1: Isn't that something?
0: <laughs> the uh, the weapons of our warfare are
1: spiritual, not carnal. Isn't that something? And the priests were going there and blowing trumpets, and uh, they got victory, didn't they?
0: They did, and again... Uh, they were in a place where God knew what to do, and God took, uh, would take care of them and demonstrate. And it says in verse 9, chapter 7, verse 9, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But verse 10, how many encouragements has he gotten already? Let me say one, two, three, I'm four. Let's listen to this one. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Pura his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were at the camp. Now the Midianites, the Amalekites, all the people of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number as the stand by the seashore in multitude, sand. And when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. The man said, I've just had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley, which is the, the lowest class of bread there is, bread tumbled into the camp of Midian, and it came to a tent and struck so that it fell and overturned, and the tent collapsed. Then his companion, companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, for into his hand God, has delivered Midian and the whole camp. Now, what happened? Notice verse 15, and then we recap. And so it was, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped. Now, Alex, he didn't go away and say, Oh, man, I knew we had the battle. He worshipped. Let me just say this, and looking ahead, I wish he had done that after the battle was over. But go ahead, brother. Oh yeah this is so powerful
1: and and you know I have to smile in verse 18 there's something kind of famous about American uh Christianity and evangelicalism I'll, I'll get there maybe but they have this dream and there's this barley cake that's going to roll across Midian like a steamroller and come to the tent and smote it that it fell overturned it and the tent lay along and they The fellows said, "This is nothing else except the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the hosts." And it was so. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, "Arise, for the Lord has delivered into your hand the host of Midian." So he's got three hundred men. He's going to break them up into three groups, a hundred soldiers each. Um, They're going to put a trumpet in every man's hand. And by the way, I know we've got a break. Metalworking was something the Israelites knew something about. They had these trumpets and pitchers. It's going to be a great victory given by God. We'll talk about it
0: after this, won't we, Bert? We will, and we're going to learn what the most important thing you can do after a victory. Uh, That may be the most dangerous time in a person's life. We're going to be back with more here on Exploring the Word. If you're like most of us, you're paying way too much for health care. That's why I want to tell you about a ministry that has been meeting the health care needs of hundreds and thousands of Christians, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries, chministries.org. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost-sharing made easy. For over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods since they're not an insurance, but a faith-based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advantages from the affordability, flexibility, and reliability of CHM, but they also receive access to 24-7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and so will you. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR. Christian Health Care Ministries is the longest serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend too. chministries.com slash AFR. Make the switch today with any time enrollment. Now, back to the Bible study with Alex and Bert. You're listening to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. American Family Radio. American Family Radio. Let
1: the power of your words dwell here, richly, changing the ways that I see.
0: Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bert and Alex here. We're in Judges Chapter 7, and uh, this is a great, great victory that we're about to hear about but notice what the leader says. This shows great leadership in verse 17. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. He wasn't sending them. They were going with him. And, and yeah. I just want to tell you, um, if you want to have a leadership, be a part of the team, not excluding yourself from the team but be a part of it. And it says, look at me and do likewise. Watch, and when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do just as I do. Alex, again, I admire Gideon here. He's he's saying, come on, boys, follow
1: me. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, the old saying, lead by example. And Bert, I really believe to one degree or another, everybody is a leader. At least you're influencing somebody and it behooves us to lead uh in a godly way and uh with the purpose of pointing people to Christ, but in verse eighteen it says, "When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also, so you got three hundred people spread around, you know uh wisely divided up this i've heard I've read of many battles in history that were kind of almost like this, Bert, and they're on all sides of the camp, and they and shouts the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And, you know, this verse, uh, Judges 718, motivated John R. Rice (laughs) probably about 90 years ago to start that newspaper, the sword of the Lord. Did you ever
0: get it, Alex?
1: Oh, I did. Well, you know, it was at the church, Macedonia Baptist, where I got saved, and it was always, there was a bundle of them in the lobby, and that's how I learned about Spurgeon and Vance Havner and a lot of people, and then I was a subscriber. Uh, But Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. Okay, so there's this noise of trumpets and smashing pottery. (laughs) And I guess multiply that by 300, and it would be an unnerving big noise
0: and they're down in the valley the enemy is down in the valley they're surrounding them so there was probably an echo effect that would make it even more amplified than just the 300 as well let's say something about the trumpet they're not like the trumpet that somebody plays now these are the shofars these are ram's horns and they give it the sound they give is you can't get it out of uh the the metal it has to be that it's a, it's an eerie sound in some ways, victorious sound. It really is. So it's it's different. So try to have that in your mind as you're thinking about this scene. Those of you who are hearing this, the pitchers, the the torch, and those shofars blowing. It was it was a strategy that God had planned, wasn't it? Well, well, it was, and
1: so um, they are, are are pressing in. And they're shouting, and they're saying the sword of the Lord. They're blowing these these trumpets or shofars. And in verse uh, 22, it says that it was heard throughout all the host, And the host fled to Beth-Shittah in Zerarath, and to the border of Abel-Meholah, unto Tabath. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali, and out of Ashtar, and out of Manasseh, and pursued after the Midianites, and Gideon sent messengers throughout all the Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto Beth, Barah, and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together and took the waters unto Beth, Barah, and Jordan. And they're going to you know, uh, confiscate or uh, imprison two princes of the Midianites, and we've got names in there. And at the wine press of Zeb, they'll pursue Midian, and they bring the the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon and the other side of the Jordan. Um, here's the thing: when your leaders get beheaded, it's over.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It's, you're defeated. Now, real two quick real things. I want to go back to verse twenty one. We didn't read it. But I, there's a whole message in there, a whole Bible study. Listen, and every man stood in his place. Now, I want to just tell you, when you find your place, stand there. This is where God wants you. This is where God has placed you. And God places everyone in a strategic place. We've got people, I just have a small Bible study I lead. I just... Uh, I'm just a pastor of a small church. I just have this ministry that uh, ministers to senior adults in in nursing homes. It's not much. Listen, when you're in your place, you're a valuable commodity to God. And you and I know this. We here at AFR, you hear Alex and myself on Exploring the Word. But if it wasn't for Brent Austin, if it wasn't for Richard Stewart, if it was not for Cole Green and others that are part of it and all the guys that's in engineering and everything, guess what? There'd be no sound coming out of here and every person in their place. And I'm just going to, I know I'm going to seed on this, Alex, but this this is is good. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. There's some of us with all my heart that's had a vocal presence uh, in the church and on the radio When it comes time up in heaven that we're receiving those rewards that we'll receive, I got a feeling we'll be behind the folks of the prayer warriors, those that have given beyond measure. And so every man stood in his place all around the camp, and then what happened? The whole army ran and cried out and fled. When everybody was in their place, victory was going to be experienced. The other thing I wanted to say about this passage, look at verse, you read it, verse 25. Where did this story of Gideon start? In a wine press.
2: <laughs> and yes. now
0: one of the enemies dies in a, in a wine, wine press. press. So I, I love how God, it, th- there's some justifying here that God does. And if you notice it in the scriptures, it'll bless you, Alex. Well, amen. Yes, he gets validated.
1: And, and let me say this, like Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Look, you stay true to God and his word you, you'll be vindicated in time won't you? You will. And it says the men of Ephraim said, "Why have you served us thus and thou called us not when you went to fight against the Midianites?" And they did chide with him sharply. In other words, what in the world were you doing? You needed me, didn't you? <laughs> you know. And uh he you know there's a little bit of an argument going on here. And he says what have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abiezer? Is like, don't complain about how it was done. God did it. God has delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Ziv, and what was I able to do in comparison of you? And their anger was abated t- toward him when he had said that. Uh, Bert, um, it's always unfortunate when God blesses and... Uh, people aren't grateful because maybe it didn't happen the way they thought it ought to happen.
0: Oh, me. Uh, Listen, somebody always can do it better than you did it, you know? Uh, They call them armchair quarterbacks. And, uh, oh, if they'd have made this play, if he'd have preached this sermon, if he or she, you know, the whole idea. Ephraim, they felt like, now I want to give you another reason why they were mad, because in that day when a battle was going on, and the soldiers that were slain, they would go through the camp, and they would gather all the valuables, and it would be theirs. Guess who was left out because they weren't invited to the battle? Thousands of uh, Israelite men. Ephraim was left out completely, and yeah. uh, But they they still have a very important part in what they call the you know the wipeout. They have to go through and the mop up. They got to go through, and they still had an important part. If, if you can't be a part of the main, uh, I would say, charge, you can still be a part uh, of what is needed. In an army, you know who some of the most important people are, Alex? Cooks. The, cooks. Well,
1: yeah, privates.
0: Pri- well, yeah, yeah. yeah, and those cooks, guess how far? I mean, they're not going to go far. You, uh, what did they say? An army travels on its stomach. So so you've got wow. to have yeah. all these people in the right place and Ephraim wasn't satisfied with the place that that e, uh, Gideon had prepared for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we need to be grateful. And listen, you know, Bert, um, sometimes people will call and, and want you or me to come preach. And, you know, we've been in a lot of contexts, and it's a blessing. But sometimes people will say, well, we're just a little bitty church. You might not even want to come here. I'm like, no, look, for a safe— Safe center to open the scriptures
0: anywhere is a great honor, isn't it? Amen. It is. And Alex, yes. uh, listen, the word of God is quick and powerful. Who needs to hear it? Everybody. The mega churches, yes. the medium-sized churches, the small churches, and those that are not apart, they need to hear the truth of God's word. So we preach the word. Yes. Well,
1: Gideon and you know, one of the beautiful things, a three hundred men, and we're gonna see in verse four of chapter eight, they keep moving, but There were not one casualty. (laughs) But, um, you know, Israel, since Israel was reconstituted as a nation in 1948, Israel has had battles like this, where, you know, 200,000 Arabs would attack Israel, and with 20,000 soldiers, Israel defended itself. That was in 1967. Miraculous. And, folks, um, we need a revival. We need a move of God. Believe God for a miracle, like the miracles we read about here
0: in the book of Judges. Alex, before you go on, I think that's what you're going to do at Blue Mountain, because you're looking at the Christianity in America and how it affected it. Yeah. In those early years, there was no way this, oh, yeah. uh, you know, this ragtag army, uh, the Continental Army the United States, could could defeat the greatest war machine in the world at that time. But through God... It happened, and uh, that's the reason our history in America. That's the reason uh, they say, you know, ch- they want to change, rewrite history. But if we, yeah, we've got flaws. I can tell you why we got flaws. We're human, and uh, and but yet I want to just tell you, you, see God's hand all over the founding of the United States of America, and we need to be thankful for that. And you said it, just that hold that idea of how God following Him. Uh, what a treat, and what a joy.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, they go across the Jordan and passed over, and the 300 men that were with him uh, faint, yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of Sukkoth, give, I pray, unto you loaves of bread unto the people that follow me. In other words, I need some food for my army here, for they are faint, and I'm pursuing after Zeba and Zalmunna, kings of Midian and the princes of Sukkoth said are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in thine hand that we should give bread to the army now it's almost like they're saying uh uh if if you guarantee a victory we'll help you that's it you got it you, you know see here's the thing um it's not hard to be enthusiastic when there's already you know the trophy in the trophy case but to take a step of faith and obedience uh when you know, the deal isn't done yet. That's that's true faith. And Alex, Gideon, guess
0: what? It's going to happen again in
1: another city. Yeah. Yeah, well, very true. Um, Gideon says, okay, look, we are going to win. And when the Lord delivers Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with the briars. In other words, uh, okay, you're not going to help us? Uh, when I finish defeating them, I'll be back to get you. I mean, this, this is, hey, forgive me, folks, but I'm going to tell you what the youth would say. If I was teaching this at a youth group, and I, if I were teaching Judges 8-7 to teenagers, some guy, I promise, a teenage boy would say, that is gangsta. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, for real. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost like one of the greatest lines ever. Yul Brenner. And uh, in the Ten Commandments, and uh, his wife, uh, is it Ann Baxter, the actress? I think bird? she
0: played that. If I remember, Yulbrenner, yeah, She I'll goes, play yeah.
1: if you're really the king of Egypt, you bring me back this sword with Moses' blood on it. And yeah. Yulbrenner says, oh, I will, to mingle with your own. Uh, <laughs> that's about how a- impactful this line is. So they go up to Penuel. Every now and then you'll see a, they'll use the name Penuel for a church name. And and spoke with him in the same way. Uh, hey, help us, feed us. And the uh, people in Penuel,
0: they weren't all that hospitable either, were they? Same thing happened. And uh, they went on. I don't know. They were weak, but they continued on. This, I think there's a story here, too, that we can learn. When things are difficult and hard, you don't quit. You keep going. And, Alex, it was difficult. They needed the food. Now, we don't know everything that happened, but we know these two places that because of fear, oh, if we could see the end result, we, we would help. But because if, if you don't do this, those two guys are com- coming back to us, and we will receive punishment. So we're going to stay out of the game. Alex, by them saying they're staying out of the game, they're not. They're contributing to the enemy. And and a yep. lot of times, that's what silence and doing nothing, a man, what's it take, you know, for a nation? It's for good men to do nothing. How's that phrase? It's for that's b- Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke.
1: necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. So when you and do let- nothing,
0: you're really yeah. doing something, aren't
1: you? Bad. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, um, that's how the churches and many of the pastors of America, they're Uh, you know cowardice and silence has let our nation get where it is today i mean the hottest most forceful preaching in our nation's history should be coming out of the pulpits right now
0: right now amen and it's not it's not well alex the time is up and we've gotten through chapter eight verse nine and we're going to read and find the rest of the story tomorrow but in this last segment are you ready to take some bible questions
1: Let's do it, folks. When we come back after the break, the number will be 888 589 8840. Call us. Be a caller on today's edition of Exploring the Word.
0: We'd like to thank our sponsors, including Preborn. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day their network clinics rescue 200 babies. Will you join Preborn in loving and supporting young moms in crisis? Save a life today. Go to preborn.com.
2: good father. Amen.
0: When they play that song, I just have to wait till it gets to you're a good, good father. Anyone who is listening, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ loves you more than you could ever think of. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And I know that's a cliche, but how true it is, isn't it, Alex?
1: It really is. It really is. Please believe that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Well, the number is 888 589 8840. And Bert, uh, where should we go first in our phone calls?
0: Let's go to Illinois and talk to Paul. Paul, thank you for calling, exploring the word.
3: Yeah. I was wondering if you could share me a scripture that would help me with my wife. She's trying to divorce me. Uh, and I haven't got a
0: clue why, but I've given her a few, but the only thing I can see in the Bible is that I'm not supposed to. The only, only thing Jesus gives is this fornication, and there's not been none of that. Because I've questioned her. She said, she has it, and I know I have it. Okay, Paul. How long have you been married, Paul? 48 years. And, oh, my word. Mm. Any children? children? I know they'd be away from home. Yeah, I got uh, two daughters. Uh, okay. One of them here close to me, and she's got some kids. And my my other daughter, she uh, she uh, does uh, ambulance work.
3: She helps. She, you, know, if you, you don't want to meet her when she's at work, because uh, it would be a bad journey.
0: Well, let me tell you, hmm. we're going to pray for you. We're asking our folks. Alex, does any scripture come to your mind? What he's asking is any scripture that comes to your mind to, that that Paul could share with his wife? Uh, you
1: know, um, I, I think about Matthew five thirty one and 32, that says that uh, the only grounds for divorce is sexual infidelity. And if that has not happened and you say it hasn't, then really um, th- there isn't scriptural grounds. And I want to urge you to, to get in counseling. Do anything and everything, your your best possible effort to save your marriage. And And I would say, you know, being married 48 years, look, It's a guarantee, unless you're wealthy right now, one, and probably the female, is going to face years of poverty ahead. I know that marriage takes work, takes commitment. It's not always, you know, a picnic, but—and a lot of sociologists write about this—so many wives in the last couple of decades have walked away from their marriage, and they it does not go well for them. It doesn't. Um, the The wife, especially later in life, that abandons her home and marriage, um, it just financially, emotionally, even health wise, not to mention spiritually, this is a, this is not a good decision. Um, and my friend, Dr. Gary Chapman of the Five Love Languages book, he has said to me and we've we've been on TV before that virtually any and every marriage can be helped and saved if you know your spouse's love language and are willing to speak to it so i i just i would like to pray bert and i'm going to ask you to pray but if you could beginning with a pastor but also with a christian counselor uh i know it seems daunting it might seem nearly impossible but god resurrects the dead and he can resurrect your relationship and my prayer is that you'll do your utmost to make that happen.
0: Amen. Exactly what Alex said. I had these three things written down, Paul, to encourage you. Delay it. Don't sign quickly. Delay it. she may be angry that you don't sign it right away, but do not sign it right away. Get that Christian counseling that you need. In the meantime Try to find out what her love language is and demonstrate it as best you can. If it's quality time, service, uh, touch, uh, whatever it might be, uh, receiving gifts, whatever one of those languages, and and practice it as best you can, even in the midst of this difficulty. Father, I pray that you'd help Paul. I pray for his Mm -hmm. wife, that she would look at this in a different way, uh we don't know all the reasons why. That's the reason Alex and I would say get that counselor. So Father, we're praying that you would direct Paul to a counselor. Even if his wife does not go, Father, I pray Paul would go and 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 examine himself to see uh what he needs to do in order to to be the person that that he needs to be for you and for his wife if he can. Father, we pray that you would encourage him during this time, and I thank you that Paul would listen and call in, and I pray that you would meet him where he is, and, Father, Mm -hmm. that his wife would turn away from the direction she's going for whatever reasons and turn to you and thereby desire that this marriage would be together and finish well together. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for Paul. Mm-hmm. Write his name down. Those of you that yes. are prayer warriors and pray for Paul. Let's go to Virginia and talk to Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, for calling.
3: Hey, how y'all doing? It's good to talk to you.
0: Thank you for calling, oh, brother. You?
3: Yeah. Oh, I just had a question. Uh Second Samuel twenty four. Um I guess I've kind of got an idea, but what exactly did did David do that was, you know, that made God so angry by, I guess, looking at how many men, you know, fighting men he had? And I just
0: uh, (laughs) Hmm. hang up and let y'all answer that. Okay. Uh, Let me give you a quick one, and it goes along a little of what we're talking about today with Gideon and his Mm -hmm. army of 32,000. It's not by might, not by power. But by my spirit saith the Lord, and in that day the king leaning upon his military, I'm not saying he wasn't supposed to have one, but making it more important than God. Alex, there's a price to pay. Well,
1: I love verse 10. It says, and David's heart smote him. Uh, S-M-O-T-E. In other words, he was under conviction, wasn't he? He was. Dave, David's heart smote him after he had numbered the people. David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly, and in this what I've done, I beseech thee, Lord, take away the iniquity of thy servant I have done very foolishly. He was trusting the the men, the armaments. He was trusting the flesh, not the Lord. And when your your trust is in the wrong thing, uh, you you have the tendency to do presumptuously and uh, disobey and run ahead. And uh, you think, I've got barns filled up for many years. I will take my ease and build new barns. And, you know, this theme of trusting God and waiting on God is echoed in the New Testament, isn't it?
0: It really is. And let me tell you how it works in, in a common person's life. Oh, I've got a life insurance policy. Uh, I've, I've got money in the bank. I've got my savings up i I've, I've got my 401k where i want to need it and think okay i've got everything i need eat drink and be merry you know no mm-hmm. our dependence is upon the lord all of that could be taken away at a moment and what oh, do you have goodness. when it's left uh god is to be first place in in our lives and daniel when you look at what david did there uh, again he was putting something ahead of god in his care and that was you know, looking at the taxes and the military, oh man, I'm I'm set now. I can I can finish my reign. Uh, without God and without faith, it is impossible to please him. Daniel, that was a I, I thank you for that call. That was a good That's call. A good question. It really is. And,
1: and and Bert, let me say as we cue up the next call, you know, I pray for our nation. Uh, living on credit, going further and further in debt, uh, it's just not right. It's, it's
0: unwise and we need to live within our means and we need to trust God. Don't we? We really do. Thank you, Lord. Help us, help us. Let's Mm. go to Jimmy in Ohio. Jimmy, thank you for calling.
3: Uh, Hi there, Alex and Bert. Um, I don't want to take up much time. I wanted to call in and talk to Alex, uh,
1: before I go in for uh, surgery Monday. Uh, it's not just a simple hip replacement, but, uh, I was in a wreck 34 years ago, and they're going to remove pins and hardware that's been in there 34 years from my leg and hip, and then, then put in a new hip. My goodness. Well, that uh, we certainly do pray that comes out good for you. And uh, uh, forgive me, tell me your first name again.
0: It's Jimmy. I talked Jimmy. to you one time
1: on the air. Wow. Well, we feel very privileged you would call. Bert, can, let me pray for Jimmy Go right ahead, now. do please. that. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for this brother, and and Lord, uh, this is an injury he's dealt with for a long time, and as they go in to remove pins and do uh, whatever they need to make it right, uh, afresh and anew, Lord, I just pray that he would have a successful procedure, everything would go well, Lord, I ask that there would be no complications, and Lord, he would be set to uh, heal up really quickly, and walk, and serve you and there'd be no negative uh repercussions and lord even as he goes toward this surgery let him have peace let him not be worried about it but just let him know that you got this it's all going to work out and we ask in jesus name for a quick and painless recovery
0: and we lift jimmy up to you in christ's name amen amen jimmy Thank you for calling, and just do this if you can: visualize thousands of people all over America praying for you right now, even in other countries. So, Jimmy, Amen. thank you, brother, for calling. Let's go to Texas, Robbie. Thank you for calling, exploring the Word.
3: Thank you very much, sir. I'm an old man. I'm 85 years old. I got one eye real bad, you know. But I need, I got a Bible here, a, a, a real Bible. I can't read it because it's too small a print. And he's a bigger print with my eyes are getting blind. So far, I'm old, you know. Hmm. anyway at all, somebody could send me a big print Bible out here. I sure appreciate it.
0: Okay, we're gonna uh, let's get your address. Yeah, we, we hang we on, will and Marty'll get your address. Marty's helping today, uh, man. We I lo- I want to say this. We talk about our team. We have pinch hitters on our team too that come in and do a great job, and appreciate that. Robbie, I noticed here you said your wife has died. Yeah, my name's Bobby. Bobby. Okay, not Robbie, yes, but ma'am. Bobby. Okay, thank you. No, it's Bobby. Bobby. Yes, sir. And your wife died? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she had a
3: she had a paralyzed arm, paralyzed leg, and she had all kind of pain for years and years and years. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with it, but she had to, uh, always hollering and screaming every day. Mm-hmm. I massage her feet and her legs, you know, and she still screaming, and
0: hollering. Mm. Finally,
3: she finally she gave out. She had four five strokes before she died, though.
0: Okay. Well, Bobby, we're going to pray for you. We need your address. Marty's going to get that, so don't hang up. And uh, thank you for calling and you being prayed for right now. Thank you, brother. Well, let's thank you so much. Let's go to Arkansas and talk to Robert. Robert, thank you for calling.
3: Hi. Um. I have a question about. Um, I had a thought about the crowns that that people receive when they get to heaven. Jesus gives us a crown, and we give it back to him and say, "You know, you're you're worthy." And I just had a thought that I mean, is it possible that those crowns could be? And I know that people are very important to Jesus. Could they be the people that was put on our heart to pray pray for during our lifetime, and we prayed for him, and we Never really saw anything happen in their life, but when we get to heaven, Jesus will show us. Like, hey, look, look at this person. You you prayed for him, and I want to show you how how that kind of
0: developed into him coming to the Lord. Well, Robert, I don't know. I I, I think sometimes we try to take some of the picturesque uh, illustrations or realities and put uh, you know a, a figurative uh, spin on it. I don't know. I think they're crowns. We cast them at his feet. But I do agree with you, and it makes me think of that song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord. When we get there, I believe we're going to have a lot of people that will come up to you and Alex and others and say, You don't know it, but I was watching you uh, at a certain time in your life, and I saw Christ uh, just use you. I believe that's going to be a reality, and I think what we'll do, Alex, is just say, Lord, thank you for letting me be saved and serve you. It's it's beyond anything that could even ask or think. I believe that's going to happen, Alex.
1: I, I do, and I know that... Um You know, Bert, early in, when you and I first were working together, we did a show, and you had done the research. This was your outline. But on the the crowns that a a person could win in heaven, it's very interesting. The Greek word is Stephanos, and it's like a, a, a garland or a wreath, but it's like a victor's trophy almost in the ancient Greek athletic games. And, you know, we think of a crown like a a crown a king would wear, but look, whatever reward we get, you know, gold, silver, precious stones, we are going to lay it at Christ's feet. The book of Revelation has this five times where we say, glory to God, glory to God. And Bert, I, I do think that the the things we've done after we get saved, now, you know, folks, we don't get saved by works, but once we are born again, uh, we, with the Spirit's empowerment, we do good works. Lives changed, uh, souls saved, the Great Commission furthered, the kingdom of God extended. Bert, I think everything we do with a pure heart and obedience to God, everything post salvation, um, God, God is so faithful. He's gonna reward us, but we don't want any accolades for <laughs> ourselves. We just want to lay it at his feet and say, All glory to Amen. the Lamb. Who paid
0: our debt. And don't go empty-handed. Serve the Lord with gladness. Right. I want to read verse 10 of Ephesians 2 after we're saved by grace. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Listen, Mm -hmm. serve the Lord. uh, And listen, it may be baking a cake. It may be teaching a class. It may be carrying a senior adult to to a doctor's appointment. But I want to tell you, God takes notice of those good works that he has prepared for us. Alex, be back tomorrow, and we'll finish up on Gideon.
1: Amen. You know, that crown might be forgiving somebody that you think doesn't deserve it. But God will use that. Let's live for Jesus.
0: Amen. We'll see you tomorrow on Exploring the Word. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. I want to thank our sponsors, Preborn and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Preborn Network clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day they save 200 babies' lives. But they can't do it without our help. Will you head over to preborn.com slash AFR and sponsor an ultrasound? Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest serving healthcare cost sharing ministry, helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. Visit chministries.org slash AFR. That's
2: chministries.org slash AFR.